Welcome back to The Perfect Fit. On today's episode, Benj and I talk about the mindset you need for fat loss. The concept of fat loss is a simple one, but it's not an easy process. And the mindset that you have during that process can have either a negative impact on your journey or it can set you up to succeed. We dive into how you can turn your struggles into wins and how to make your fat loss journey a successful one. If you haven't already, please subscribe, share, and leave us a review. We hope you enjoy this episode. So today's podcast basically is it's a little bit different uh, in that normally we have some type of format that we're following, like a notes, you know, some t- sort of structure. But with today's topic, I think it's more just it's a conversation and our experiences and what we've seen either with ourselves, clients, etc. And today's topic is going to be like the mindset of fat loss or the fat loss mindset. Um, I think this would be really helpful for people because, I mean, mindset is a lot of what we do in the gym, right? And our fitness journeys, and there are a lot of struggles when it comes to fat loss, okay? And it can be just it can get you down uh there can be high highs and low lows um so talking about the mindset while you're in a fat loss phase yeah so really i want to start off by saying this like fat loss the concept is simple but it's not easy to do right we talk about, yep. you know, we talk about basically we need to be in a caloric deficit. Uh, you know, we need to be exercising, et cetera. That's the, that's the simple formula. But it's not easy because many of us don't have habits built. Um, we're creating new habits. There's inconsistencies. There's so many things that we can talk about that make it hard. Uh, so we're going to just talk a little bit about that today. Um, within uh this podcast so i recently put a post up on instagram talking about how powerful basically the mindset is and the words that you say the thoughts that you think can basically steer us in a successful projection it can keep us you know stagnant in the same place or it can make us fall back right can lead us to failure based off of what we say and think and I think a lot of people struggle with that when it comes to uh, the fat loss uh, mm-hmm. area, right? We all have struggles, some sort of struggles when we go into a cut or a fat loss phase. And it's how we take those struggles that are either going to project us forward or back. So if we're speaking negatively about either ourselves or our experiences or our thoughts, you're probably going to keep struggling day in and day out week by week, month by month, right? Uh, but if you know, we take those struggles and those setbacks and we look at them, we analyze them, we learn and we grow from them, we're probably gonna be headed in a good direction, right? It's gonna project us forward to actual success. Um, so I wanna talk a little bit about that today. So first thing I wanna mention along those lines of mindset and how we can kind of change the way we talk and think. Let, let me give you an example. Let's take a client of yours, for example. Let's say 
you know, they keep saying, I keep messing up. I keep failing. What would be maybe your discussion with them to maybe change that negativity and somehow turn it into a positive projection? Interesting. I keep messing up. I keep failing. Yeah. So, you know, it's always negative self-talk or self-thoughts, right? Oh, yeah. We're, we're so harsh on ourselves. Like, yes, and praise everybody else we see in the gym. They look amazing. They're doing great. Yeah. We're our own worst critics, right? Absolutely. Um, I think one of the biggest things that stands out to me first is that we are so focused on a very small time frame of judging all the success or failure by. Hmm. So you know, I keep failing. It's so focused on just like the daily thing, like one task that you miss yet this journey. And I know we'll get into this more later is so much longer than today, but a lot of times, yeah, we focus on what we did wrong today, whether it's missing one meal or not being able to give everything into this workout. And it's, I failed, like I, you know, missed this. So the whole week's ruined or the month is ruined, all this different stuff. It's such an exaggeration of like the timeline, the time that we're going to be in this journey. And I always tell people, like, look, it's not a complete mess up. Like, you, you maybe messed up one item out of today's agenda. But as far as the whole day and what we've built, we're still moving forward. Yesterday may have been better. I always tell my people, I like, think of, like, this fitness and health. We've mentioned this here as a dial. Some days you're at a level 10. The day you miss something, you're at a level 6. The biggest thing is that we don't go back down to a zero. As long as you're at one or above, I don't care how slow you go. You are allowed to move slow towards your goal. You're moving forward. One, one to 10, level one to 10, we're moving forward. So I try to encourage people to see it more that way. Not every day is going to be a 10. You know, the family, the kids are going to get sick. You're going to be late getting to the gym, flat tire, whatever it may be. But you can still make just enough decisions to keep that dial up above a zero. So it's, you know, I always try to encourage, like we're doing, we're still able to take control of some part of our day whether it's just, you know, the food you're putting in, watching your steps. And if you can't get anything else in, just stretching that night, you're still keeping that dial turned on. Um, so that's one thing I try to encourage them to see as far as changing that mindset of it's not a complete failure. We're moving forward at a different pace than what you expected. Um, and that's okay. Progress is a spectrum in that case. Yeah, instead exactly. Of, instead of just one, you know, all or nothing, uh, type thing. If I mess up on one thing, I mess up on everything, right? Right. No, I like that example. That's great. You know, I think one thing is too, is we need to, you know, we keep messing up, we keep failing, but we need to look at it from, you know, kind of what I've already said, like take that setback and maybe look at it and analyze maybe why did I have that setback? And can yep. I learn from it? Like what made me, you know, have this setback and then how can I change that going forward? Right. So that's going to help keep our momentum going uh, as well. Uh, yeah. yeah. Diving into the plan, like what caused that exactly. We can dig into that a lot too. We don't have to, but yeah, what, what caused that setback and what's the easiest way to adjust it? You always say it. Um, what's the smallest change you can make to elicit like the most uh, result yep. or action and that plays right into this. Exactly. Um, so, you know, that's one thing I want to talk about. Like just, the kind of negativity around, I keep messing up, I keep failing. It's that negative self-talk. How do we change that? Another thing I want to talk about that I think kind of falls into this category is constant comparisons. Kind of like you already mentioned, you know, people will look at uh, whether it's other clients or uh, within the gym. Maybe it's, I think a lot of it is on social media these days. Doesn't really 
help us at all with that. No. Um, you, we deep dive into, man, look at her, look at him. They look phenomenal. How come my progress isn't like that, et cetera, right? Um, you become impatient within the comparison game. And what's, what's the phrase? Like comparison is the thief of joy. Mm. Uh, I think it is. Um, we're not truly happy with, you know, our own journeys and our own progress. Um, and there's certainly nothing wrong with looking at people on social media or someone else that you know and being happy for them and taking motivation from them. But realize, like, my journey is not their journey. I don't need to compare, you know, both of our experiences. It's going to be totally different. Have you dealt with anything like that? with a client to where maybe they bring it up, maybe not directly, but they kind of mention like, Oh, I, I saw so-and-so and it's just, you know, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. All the time. I mean, all the time. I even deal with that just with myself and my mindset's not in the right you know, place because you think of it now compared to me and you used to meet up at the gym and we could just two, three hour long workout, hit Chipotle. It didn't matter. Yeah. You know, now I've got two kids, you're running a full-time business. It's, you know, our schedules have changed. And, you know, I look at those clients too, that come to me, they've got three kids or, you know, it's single mom, single dad situation. And it's like, Hey, everybody you're following on Instagram, like I'll scroll through and look at them. Like they're literally getting paid to do the thing that you barely have time to do. Like, let's just understand that. It's okay that they got that, you know, they have that uh, career. That's okay. But you are not them. They are not you. You're taking on different responsibilities than they are. And, you know, the truth is opposite as well. But that comparison, especially on social media, it, it's a tough one. I always encourage my people, like, look again at your responsibilities and what it is you're trying to do with your life. Because a lot of the people we tend to follow, all they are striving for is, like, the next level in fitness, the next endorsement, supplement companies, things like that, which those things are good. But if you're just trying to be the top manager at your office or whatever it may be, or a great mom, great dad, you're going to have different goals. You're going to have different, um, you know, timelines of when you're going to reach that next level in your health. Another thing just to remember in social media, like we're very good at cameras and lighting. Like right now I've got my ring light set up, just, you know, you're looking um, great. And, and like, we know our angles, we know what looks good, what makes us look like we're six foot six or whatever with dropping the camera down. And the people you follow know that stuff very, very well. So keep that in mind too, whenever you're comparing and you see the social media, you know, slides and all that, these, these people are not trying to be deceptive, but they, they know what they're doing with promoting their body and their look. And that's what they do. Your pictures are not going to look the same just from your iPhone, you know, yeah. but Again, the comparison game, be fair, be honest with, you know, yourself and, you know, find some moms that have had three kids to follow that are into fitness. Find some soccer, you know, some dads, some football dads or whatever that, you know, have some kids or are busy business people and follow them as well. It's just more realistic. That's who we are. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the comparison thing, it's, it's everywhere. And if we are not careful, we fall into it too, just to be completely honest. Oh, no, no question. And I think it's funny too how typically – like you already mentioned, the people that we look at that we may play the comparison game with are they're typically full-time fitness people who are getting paid for this, right? It's bodybuilders, yeah. it's fitness models. It's, it's like they, they live this life. And, you know, something that I've recently heard kind of over and over again is people like to use that whole, well, everybody has the same 24 hours. Uh, Time-wise, yes. Yeah. But as far as responsibilities within those 24 hours, no. So... so 
you know, you know, it's so different. So you've even realized this with having a family, right? Like you already mentioned before, you could spend probably two to three hours in the gym. Now it's like, I have 30 to 45 minutes at home. This is my time frame to get in a workout, right? So that everyone's journey is different. And don't get me wrong, we can certainly take inspiration and motivation from those people. Yes. Uh, no question. Like those are great sources of motivation. And I think people need to realize as well, it took them years and years to get where they are too. So don't expect, you know, to have your changes be overnight, you know, whatever. So that's mm -hmm. a lot of times where that impatient can come from, from comparison. Uh, so speaking of patience, I want to talk about that. That is kind of the, the next thing. Yeah, it's big. It's big in this fat loss like oh, mindset. It's. Mm. I think it's probably one of you know, if not the most important. It's definitely up there, right? Um, you need to learn to play the long game. It always baffles me how you know people will be like, "Hey, I want to lose you know X number of pounds or be like a certain body fat percentage," and let's say it took them years to get the body that they actually have currently, right? Let's take COVID, for instance. You have someone who maybe gained weight over a year and a half of COVID, you know, being stuck at home, uh, with not, you know, working at home, et cetera. And then they're like, oh, I want to lose weight, but I expect this to all be off in like 30 days. Yeah. And it's like, hold up, hold up. It took you a year and a half, basically, to put on the weight that you have until this current point and yet your expectations are it's all going to be gone in three months 30 days whatever that time period is right um so we need to learn to play the long game mm -hmm. how do how do you deal with unrealistic expectations from clients i would say usually you can, i can identify that from the beginning like we're first getting started and i'll, I'll usually try to like talk about in a way of okay do you want to do this really like lose this weight or whatever it may be in a really really fast um plan that you will not be able to keep your results long and you'll probably be miserable or would you like to take the slow steady route and make sure you keep this body fat off the longest amount of time possible and you're able to sustain this plan and not be miserable the entire time so usually i'll ask those two questions just to figure out where their mind is at and people will still pivot to i want to do this as fast as i can Da, 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 da. Sure. occasionally I'll entertain the idea and you know break down what that would take just so they see it and then I think most people realize okay this is what I've been doing for the last 10 years I've been trying to do the quick 30-day cuts the 90-day lean out beach body program whatever it may be and that's you know you're just a chronic dieter at that point that is not working and us taking that slow and steady route where you actually finally reach your goal and be able to stay there or move beyond, you know, somewhere you've ever been. That's what I always try to, you know, show people that hey, if we take the slower route, we can do this, the slower effective route. Um, and it just takes way more patience and usually breaking down their timeline, asking them that question, how long have you had this weight on you? Yeah. And most people have had their weight that they're, that's bothering them for like two to 20 years is what I find. Um, it's not something that just crept up. And so I usually explain to them, hey, this is going to take a while. I've got three clients right now where we have had the discussion that this is going to take longer than possibly two years to get your weight off. Yeah. Because there's going to be times to diet, times to maintain, times to increase calories, let the metabolism settle, time yeah. to diet again. And we go through this phase after phase after phase. 
and they're completely bought in and they understand the timeline. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm not trying to get off the question really, but I think getting away from the weights, a lot of times trainers just want to rush into a training program, literally stepping away from the machine and the weights and just having this conversation and making right. sure you're on the same page of this is going, this phase will take three months. The next phase will take three months. Here's our plan for the year. And then we'll reassess. Um, but you've, as a trainer, we have to be very clear with that person and make sure their expectations, like we're on the same page. I remember actually having a client, like a prospective client one time literally sat down and she's like, um, can we do this in 12 weeks? Wow. Like just right off the bat. And I was like, to be honest, no, no, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, I, I know this is probably not what you want to hear. And she ended up, you know, not continuing with training probably just because of that but to me that's fine Dude. right because oh yeah then we're gonna have more complicated complications down the road right um so totally agree and we talk about this long game that we play and it's the all or nothing mindset where the impatience comes in right so it's here's my end goal whether that be a certain weight or a certain body fat and they're solely focused on the beginning and the end. And there's nothing in the middle yeah. to help yeah. keep that momentum going towards that end goal, motivation, whatever you want to say. So as a trainer, that's where we need to help and, you know, help them come up with ideas. And we get this through our conversations with clients, uh, figuring out things that maybe they're struggling with. We need to help them come up with small goals and wins in between the beginning and end goal. Absolutely. So I think of like, let's take for instance, Sally. She's gonna be our example. Let's say she wants to lose 40 pounds. That is great, that is her end goal. But if she is only focused on that end goal, probably somewhere in the middle, she's gonna become frustrated because as we've probably all experienced, sometimes the rate of fat loss slows. Mm -hmm. Maybe you're not even losing any weight uh potentially for a couple weeks uh you know and then at that moment you're going to want to flip a switch and change because according to you it's not working right right just because you don't see anything happening so you always have that focus on the end goal but what if we sat sally down and one of her issues is she hasn't been getting enough protein in so we give her, you know, a certain number of protein that she should be taking in, and she hits that for three weeks. That's a win. That's huge. Right? Oh, yeah. Awesome, right? Momentum, there's probably a little bit of excitement as well, like, congratulations, here's another small win, all right, along this journey that we're doing. Maybe she struggles with not being active, not getting those steps in, so we make a goal of, let's say, to get 7,000 steps a day. She hits that for three weeks, maybe four weeks. Fantastic. That's another short little, you know, goal and win that you can check off. So trying to get out of this all or nothing mindset, which once again is very hard to do today with social media because we see it all over the place. Quick fixes are being, you know, ads. Other people that we follow on social media are constantly advertising and promoting these quick fixes. Uh, so it is very hard to not get in that all or nothing mindset. And I understand that. Uh, but 
maybe as an individual, come up with small little things that you can work on throughout the time. What am I struggling with? Well, I'm struggling with protein. I'm struggling with steps. Maybe you're struggling with just consistency of going to the gym itself, right? Have those little small wins along the way. Um, That'll help keep sustainability and momentum for you to reach that end goal instead of just solely focusing on that end. And then you're probably going to get bogged down, discouraged. Uh, You may want to quit, you know, if you don't have those small things along the way. Yeah. Because if your goal is like, like the clients I mentioned, if their goal is a year and a half away, that's the only goal we have. Yeah. Very discouraging next month. Yeah. That's going to be a long year and a half. I love too, like your examples, like the steps, uh, the protein too. Those are non-scale like victories, non-scale goals. Exactly. That will contribute to the scale. And that's why we encourage people to do this. It's like, if you start eating more protein, guess what? That toned look, the muscle growth, feeling more full protein, most satiating of all macros, that's contributing to the scale weight, but we didn't set a scale weight goal. Getting your steps in, that's increasing your NEAT, your non-exercise activity thermogenesis. Guess what? Over time, that's bringing down the body fat as well, hopefully if all things are you know in check. But we didn't have to even address the scale and all that. So it's, like you said, so important to pick these other goals, sleep goals, step goals, whatever it may be. They will contribute back to the scale which will be like a double win whenever you finally realize you're doing all these other healthy things and you're getting closer to your goal. But yeah, I love, I love setting two and four week goals. It just helps to stay on track, accountable. And then if you miss one day out of 14, you realize, okay, it's okay. If I miss two days out of 14, it's really, it's okay. You know, you're sticking around the 75 plus 80% uh, mark of consistency. You're on your way to hitting your end goal. Yeah. There's still momentum. And I think we've talked about this before on a previous podcast is, uh, you know, doing, you know, like you mentioned earlier, maybe you don't hit one thing out of your checklist of things to do for that day, but that's okay because you still have momentum going forward in those other things that you did do well or and yep. you did check off, right? Our, our fat loss, that period of fat loss is all about momentum, sustainability, keeping it going. Motivation and inspiration will come and go. That's just natural. Absolutely. You're not always going to be motivated, you know, to go to the gym, maybe to meal prep, you know, whatever it is. But when we build those habits and then we have those smaller goals constantly, week by week, month by month, and then we get to that year and a half. And, you know, maybe we have hit that end goal and then some, right? Yeah. Um, and created healthy habits on the side. Absolutely. And at the end, you've not only reached your goal but you've also just created a healthier lifestyle for yourself as a whole and you probably completely changed you know what your life was a year and a half ago and for the better right your quality of life is going to be so much better for you and for those uh for those around you as well yep so i also want to talk a little bit about effort <laughs> and Ooh. yeah that's a, that's always a fun topic um and i think it can be a little bit controversial um and i'll explain that but Effort and, you know, willing to make some sacrifices uh, during this, you know, fat loss phase. Being an adult. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's true. Taking ownership, right? Yeah. Um, not making excuses. I will say that if a trainer is 100% like it's all just about effort, I think that's a wrong take, right? 
where they just blame everything or put everything on effort. Um, because there's a whole lot more than just effort that goes into this, right? Mm -hmm. but, but effort still plays a part. Absolutely. So if, if someone's like, well, you just need to try harder. Okay. <laughs> that actually does not help the individual at all. We need to, you know, we need to figure out the issue and make goals, take steps in order to help fix whatever that issue is, whether it's the protein, the, you know, the, the steps, the sleep, whatever. Just saying try harder or eat more protein doesn't help that person at all. Yeah, be, be better has no game plan behind it. Like. Yeah, exactly. But saying all that, there is going to take an amount of effort from the individual, right? There is a threshold in which we do need to be able to cross over in order to see these results. And, you know, that, that can come inside the gym, that can come outside the gym. Uh, I think inside the gym, especially people's effort in the gym i would rather here's a question for you and i heard this on a podcast would you rather have someone who is consistent but has less effort versus someone who may be not as consistent but the effort is like always there so let's just say for instance like if if someone goes to the gym five times a week yeah. But the effort is, let's say, 60%. They've, they're leaving some in the tank versus yeah. maybe someone who only goes twice a week. But the effort is, you know, 100%, 90 plus, you know, percent, whatever it is. But the effort is really there. Which would you prefer? So they have high effort, but they're not consistent. I, I'd rather have the person... Yeah, maybe I'm going to screw this up for you. I'd rather have a person that's consistent. <laughs> no, no. I, <laughs> okay, I just want to make sure we're on the same page because what good is well, it to we me don't even... if you're on fire for one month and then you disappear for three weeks without telling me where you're at, you're not going to the gym, you're not sticking to your nutrition, you just step back further. Like, I'm glad you were on fire for one week out of the month, but you know, I'd rather you be consistent with our plan with 50 or 60% effort and be able to keep it going. Like Sustainability is everything. Yeah, and, and let's be honest, like, no one is probably going to be 100% consistency and 100% effort all the time, right? You hit me with the word problems today, man. No, yeah, no. <laughs> we are doing math right now. Um, I, yeah, I would, I would tend to agree with you, but I still want to see that effort. In yeah. Front, right? I mean, we have to call out the effort, like – there's only so much the coach can do, you know, or the trainer, the group instructor, whatever it is. Like it eventually you got yourself to that point. Everything around you is an aid. It's to help. It's a coach. It's not you. Like we can't replace you. We can't replace the habits, the things you're doing at home. I forget how many hours are in a week, but I think it's like 168 maybe. Yeah. I get three yeah. times. Yeah. I get for three hours. You got 165 hours on your own. What are you doing with those hours? Yes. On you. Yeah. That's where, I mean, going back to what you're saying, the effort has to be there. Like, I love to call it out. I like breaking that down sometimes for clients to where it's like, all right, we train three hours a week. Let's say you sleep for six, you're in the office for eight, and then it's, you know, here's what's left. All of this is essentially up to you. Now, yes. Yep. I can give you the steps and the guides to help you, 
and the motivation and the encouragement, but there still has to be a little bit of effort, uh, you know, that comes from the individual side of things. And, you know, the whole, how bad do you really want this? Is it a priority to you? Is it not? Um, and being willing to make some sacrifices. I think some people, they don't want to get rid of certain aspects maybe of their life, uh, but it's go they have to realize that because they want to hold on to that, it may make the process a little bit more difficult and a little bit longer. I think the biggest one I think of is alcohol. Alcohol, yeah, absolutely. That is the biggest one that comes up with a lot of clients, right? Um, they have a glass of wine or two every night, and then who knows what they have on the weekend. Yeah. But now I would like to say, well, we can, we can try, and you can have your alcohol and still succeed in this whole fat loss goal, but you realize it's going to be difficult and it's going to take a lot longer, you know, than you think it's going to. Um, and breaking that down too, like what, if you really want this, whatever, you know, if it's fat loss, how is alcohol helping that? Or how is, you know, the late night ice cream every night helping that? Whatever your, your go-to is smoking, you know, anything like that. How is it actually helping yeah. all the things that are contributing to that goal. It hurts your sleep. It's adding in unnecessary calories that are very difficult to track. Yeah. They don't contribute a whole lot to your health like at all. Um, lack of sleep is going to impact your hunger cues, your hormones. It's going to impact your next day, your decisions that you make. So, you know, owning up to that too, putting in the effort of, hey, I need to scale this back. Like this has become a problem, especially over the last two years of COVID. I mean, alcohol consumption went up in the US, like that was the business to be in, like yeah. went through the roof. But we're adults, like if you're gonna come in, if you're gonna go into a gym or put on your Facebook or Instagram that you're gonna get fit this year and this is your year to be, you know, take it back, grow up, like own it. And yeah. it's okay yeah. to mess up. And it's okay to have a drink every once in a while. But don't, don't put that out there for everybody else to see and then be upset whenever you realize, okay, I may need to give this thing up and you don't do it. And so you never hit your goal. That's, that's not on the trainer, the program. Like that's part of you putting in the effort and owning up to that issue. Yeah. And not making excuses about it. Cause you know, I think a lot of people, it's that one or two glasses of wine a night and then the number of drinks that they have in the weekend. And if you add up the calories, it's probably an added day or two of calories just okay. from alcohol right added to your normal week you just added a day eight and a day nine just in alcohol alone and then they wonder why in the world am i not making progress oh okay you're like <laughs> let's 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 be real here let's be honest with yourself and i'm not saying necessarily that you would need to get rid of that a hundred percent right yeah could that totally help yes but i think um there are people who hey every once in a while is fine um, yeah but once, you've got to put in that effort and once again, be like, okay, I'm going to take this hit, if you will, this sacrifice and be like, all right, I'm not going to do my usual drinking routine through the week or I, you know, especially the weekend, I think is what really gets people right. Oh yeah. So, And on that too, like I'll add, like we're talking about taking away something on the flip side too. Like I can't tell you, you probably hear this. How many, have you ever had people tell you that they don't like the taste of water? like maybe you guys have good water down there we got pretty good water here but like uh not really well 
I'll, I'll eat water's water. Yeah. Water's water. Like, yeah. but I'll get there every once in a while. It's like, well, I don't like the taste of water. I don't like broccoli or I don't like greens. Okay. Yeah. And it's like, you know, my kid doesn't like to wash his hair, you but know, at night. Yeah, or brush his teeth. But I know it's good for him. Right. Like, this is part of being the adult. You need to find a vegetable you can eat. You know, we've got these 30, 40, 50 year olds saying, well, I don't, I don't do vegetables. I don't do fruits. You know, oh, and, you're not going to be able to do a lot of stuff if you keep on that path. Let's right. See. And, and I'll own up to the fact right now, I'm a trainer. I don't like vegetables. No. I don't. Not a whole lot. No. But I eat them because I know it's good for me. I know it's going to give me fiber content. I know it's going to fill me up. You know, I shoot, I'd rather go every day without having to eat one. But I yep. do it because... I'm a grown person. I know I need them. I know I'm supposed to do this stuff, right? Yeah, we know what we need to do to support our bodies. I mean, if you ever see me eating a salad, no deep down inside, I'd rather be a five guys. Like, yeah, you're <laughs> suffering right in that moment, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, it's part of owning that goal and like the, the true journey that you decide to set out on, you know? And okay, you don't like a vegetable, like find a way to prepare it in a way that you can enjoy. Get it as close yeah. as possible. Saute it up, throw oil in it, whatever it may be. Like, We've got to find a way for you to act like an adult, live like an adult, and consume foods like an adult. Yeah. And, I, you know, we talked about a little bit about the alcohol and taking some of that away. Well, does, you know, restricting that help? Yes. But I also think we need to replace something in there as well. So, like you mentioned, all right, we're taking away the alcohol. Let's replace with water. Or yeah. We're taking away a certain food. Maybe that's like sweets. And we're replacing it with fruits and veggies. So don't just take away something, replace it with something better, right? That alone yeah. is going to help make changes and help you succeed a little bit better in that way as well. I kind yeah. of like, uh, I think I did a post about this a while ago is um, don't just diet. Let's rearrange those letters and edit. Nice. How, yes. Edit how like you, right? Because most people, look at a diet and it's it's hard it's restrictive it's restrictive um you know it's it comes with like a degree of suffering yeah it's all takeaway misery exactly so instead of thinking of like oh man i have to go on a diet like this sucks i don't want to why don't we instead of taking it from that perspective just look at let's just edit let's just take my life right now, what I eat, what I drink, and let's take away some alcohol and replace it with water. Let's take away the sweets that I eat at night and all the candy, and let's replace it with fruits and vegetables. So you're editing, you're not completely changing and going on an extreme route. Uh, like typically, you know, leads to failure, binging, you know, or going two steps backwards instead of making uh, steps forward. Yeah. And I'll always encourage clients to like find the next step. Like don't go from having Ben and Jerry's every night to a glass of water. Like, you know, enjoy a halo top, go to the next phase. Yeah. And after the halo top, we can move to a parfait bowl. It has some protein content. And after that, we'll move on to the next thing. But yeah. like I said, edit. I really like that, man. Yeah. Edit, edit it down, like break it, rearrange what you're taking in for sure. Yeah, exactly. And then it, it be it, from like an individual client perspective, it's uh, it's not as drastically changing to them, right? 
So it's easier mentally on the person as well. Uh, and like we're talking about mindset is everything during this time. So if we can make it as easy a transition as possible, instead of diving right into that very extreme restrictive, uh, you know, starving ourselves, low, low calorie, you know, mentality and like, oh, I'm about to suffer for eight weeks. Yeah. If we can just, you know, switch that mentality to, you know, make it an easy transition, you're going to set yourself up for sustainable success. Mm -hmm. Quick shout out to your uh, ice cream post just yesterday on Instagram. I believe it was just yesterday. Yeah, yeah. You guys steal that. That is a great recipe. Easy to make and high protein ice cream. Yeah. And and not going to lie, it actually tastes pretty good. Yeah. And way better than Halo Top. Sorry, Mm -hmm. Halo Top. No, it's true. I apologize. Um, but and it makes a lot. Yep. Like, I think it's 300-ish calories, and it makes a massive bowl. Half gallon. Yeah. Uh, no, seriously. I mean, it, it's a ton. So as far as, like, food volume, it's great on a diet. Mm-hmm. You know? And I'm getting in a good 20 to 50 grams of protein in there, you know, in the meantime. So, yeah. You got to do some hacks like that sometimes, oh, yeah. right? You have to. All right. That's really all the kind of things that I could think about as far as the mindset of fat loss. Uh, let's just review real quick, and then we can add anything on to the end. Um, so first off, fat loss is simple. The way that we do fat loss is simple but it's not easy and we right. realize that there's um, not a shortage of information like it's out there but it is not easy it is not easy like you are going to have some tough days uh you're going to have some struggles but how you perceive those struggles whether with negativity negative talk negative thoughts which could keep you from having success and then you're going to keep having those struggles or do you look at those struggles and be like okay let me learn from this, let me analyze it, and then let me progress forward by growing, and then I can keep my momentum going. That person is gonna have a greater success. Patience, we have to play the long game, right? An end goal is great, but come up with some smaller wins and goals mm-hmm. in between that time to have momentum, to have sustainability. And those can be maybe consistency in the gym, step counts, you know, eating fruits and veggies at every meal, certain protein intake, like anything that you can think of. And honestly, like you mentioned before, non-scale goals, I think are probably the best because they will ultimately lead to those scale goals down the road, but you're not solely focused on the scale completely all the time. Yep. Um, And then... Go for it. I was going to say, and find a way to check them off. Like, especially if you're on, on your own without a trainer, take your seven-day calendar and put that goal on every single day. And then whenever you hit it, check it off. We've talked about this before. When you miss it, go next through it. But every day that you check that off, it's weird. It's like this little, like, firework show in your head. You're like, hey, I did it, you know? Yeah. And that will push you to make better decisions that day that have nothing to do with that goal. But that confidence it builds of, hey, I hit my goal. This is what I set out to do. And I hit it. So definitely write it down. Write those goals down. Agreed. I think I saw your wife was doing that. Yeah. She had yeah. like a little chart that she wanted to do. And then, you know, like you said, check it off. Yeah, exactly. No, that's great. And then uh, lastly, uh, just your effort. 
being willing to make some sacrifices. You are going to have to make some sacrifices and some changes in your lifestyle. Um, be an adult, own up, don't make some excuses, uh, put some effort into this. You know, if this is truly a priority uh, and you do want to change your life in this way, you're going to have to put some effort in. You can't mm -hmm. put lackluster effort and expect incredible results. Uh, so any, anything else that you want to add to this? Anything that you can think of before we... The, the only thing I would add yeah. is this, this kind of plays into the mindset too, but, but understanding, like we went over, this is going to take a while. Yes. But I think tr like making sure everybody understands if you've been chronic dieting, which you know, off and on you've been dieting your whole life or the last couple of years as an adult, understanding like the exact timeline of what this could take Typically, whenever we help somebody get into weight loss or fat loss, we, I personally don't love to just cut their calories immediately. First, we figure out where you should be, and this could take four to eight weeks. Then maybe we go down in calories or we go up and, you know, we hit a new maintenance calories. Either way, it's going to be about eight more weeks in either direction, and then you hold. So just off the bat, understanding that you're at least 16 weeks away um, from, I don't want to say seeing drastic results, but actually, you know, starting to feel like you're making a ton of progress. You've got the foundation set to do this the right way. Um, it takes a while to prime your body to effectively burn fat. Let's put it that way. Especially so, if you've been chronic, chronically dieting. Exactly. Basically, if your metabolism is so low over years of chronic dieting, we would have to reverse your diet. It could take eight weeks, 16 weeks, keep you there for eight weeks, 16 weeks. 16 weeks then go down which is why i made a post just the other day saying like hey you're working on your 2022 summer body right now like it is already going on and if you want to look really good next year we start today um so that's i know it doesn't play directly into mindset except for it, getting your expectations you know making sure they're realistic this yeah. isn't a 30 day 90 day thing um and that's not us being poor coaches or moving too slowly it's doing this effectively making sure it's going to work and in a healthy manner. Yep. We're not yep. trying. We're not trying to ruin your health more. We're trying to, you know, make it better. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, I would. Say that's where you know some people have you have you experienced. Let me just keep on this topic. Have you experienced where you show this timeline or explain this, and a client is just kind of like, um, no, yeah, right? Because the because the concept of I want to lose weight and I want to lose fat. And yet you as a trainer, me as a trainer are like, look, man, we're going to ha actually have to eat more mm -hmm. because you've been dieting for way too long. Right. Has what are clients responses to that? A lot of fear. Once, once they understand we're adding back, yes. but I'm telling you, trust the system, trust your coach. It's not a quick addition of 500 calories or anything like that. Um, in fact, I raised the calories for a client last year consistently for four months, and she continued to lose weight. So you just never know exactly. We're all very unique. You don't know how your training, your nutrition are going to actually impact your body if you haven't gone this opposite direction as far as adding calories, reverse diet, as we typically refer to it. Um, you don't know how your body's going to react, but I would – Go for the opportunity of you possibly being able to lose 16 pounds instead of going in the direction of you maybe only losing eight pounds. Or less. Yeah, or less. 
So I've got one client right now. We just switched over. Um, and we are raising the calories and we have not seen any weight gain, which should be meaning that her metabolism is actually going up, which primes her for better fat loss next year. And this individual was eating 1400 or less calories, which is miserable whenever the holidays come around. <laughs> so it, breaking it down and getting them over the fear of, you know, cause usually all they hear is that we're adding back calories and there may be a small scale spike, yeah. but breaking down, we're adding back calories. So your metabolism can be repaired and better prime for fat loss in the next few months. Your hormones can maybe get back into a proper check. Basically labs will check out your strength will go up, which means there's more muscle in your body, which again contributes to metabolism and more calories burnt. breaking down all the positives because usually we just focus on the fear. Um, it tends to help people see that, Hey, this is the right path to prime my body for fat loss in the coming months. And a couple of things I'll tag on that. If you do have a coach, like you're paying these people for a reason, like trust them, right? Yeah. Ask questions. Ask don't, questions. don't be afraid as an individual, as a client to ask a lot of questions that alone will figure out is your, is your coach trainer qualified to do this at, you know, alone, but ask, you know, Hey, why are we going up in calories when, mm -hmm. you know, my thought is we should be going down. Like, don't be afraid to ask those questions. And then second of all, I th maybe, you know, you just brought this idea. Maybe we'll do another podcast just on that alone. Like, are you ready to actually lose fat? Yeah. Because there are a lot of people who obviously in their heads, they're like, yes, I'm ready. But we've been chronically dieting for so long, your body's not ready. Uh, so maybe we'll do a separate podcast on that. Yeah. That topic alone. All right. Well. That's really all I have to say. Uh, before we go, plug your social media, website, email, whatever you want. Absolutely. You guys find me uh, over at Instagram, Coach Cure. Um, definitely add me there. Uh, Cure Fitness over on TikTok. Uh, Got to love the TikTok crew. And then, of course, the website, curefitnesstraining.com. If you guys want to find me on Facebook, it's Ben Cure. Add me, not my dad. Uh, <laughs> They're going to follow your dad. Your dad's yeah, there's a, there's a little bit of a difference. So look for the guy that's younger than 50, at least, you know. Yes. Um, but yeah, find, find us on social media. I'll definitely help you guys plug in. Like, um, I send out monthly newsletters, that, which include recipes. So I'd love to help you guys out with that as well. Awesome. And uh, Instagram for me is Craig Richards PT, as well as Twitter. TikTok, I'm new to the game, but I'm figuring it out. You're going to crush it. Oh, I hope so, man. Uh, is Craig Richards uh, training. And then, you know, what's your website, by the way? Uh, CureFitnessTraining.com. So CureFitnessTraining. Okay. And mine is just CraigRichardsPersonalTraining.com. All of this will be in the description of the podcast. It will actually go out this afternoon within the next hour. Uh, so be looking for that. Uh, hey, man, thanks for joining me once again. We'll be back next month with another topic. Hope you guys enjoy it.